Bwana asifiwe. Ah, tunashukuru kwa wimbo ambao unasema tuweze kufungua mioyo yetu, tuweze kupokea injili ambayo itatuokoa. Kuna hatari kulala wakati vingora vinalia. There is danger to sleep, to be found asleep when the siren are making the loudest noise. And yet, there is what is happening with God's people. The angels are concerned about our salvation. God the Father is concerned about our salvation. God the Son is concerned about our salvation, including God the Spirit. Even the prophets, they are concerned about our salvation, but yet we are soundly asleep. Kuna atari, kulala, wakati vingora, vinalia. We'll keep on barking. We'll keep on making all this noise that is meant to awaken, to agitate you till you have the truth home and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That is why we will not be negligent to remind you of these things even though you know them. Second Peter 1 verse 12 Wherefore I will not be negligent to put to you always in remembrance of these things why we are prone to forget. Though you know them and you are well established in the present truth but we will keep on keeping. That is to remind you that you may understand. Prophecy does not guess, it knows. Number two, that you may understand. Prophecy does not scare, it prepares. Yesterday, I want to do just a simple recap that we spoke about a prophetic message that is a message of hope. There is a message that is meant to elevate you and me. And the prophecies which we saw yesterday, the apex of prophecy, it is at the second coming of Christ. When the consummation shall take place, then there we shall meet our Lord, even our King and the Lord of Lords, even Jesus Christ himself. Praise God. But we said that the gospel, prophecy is not the gospel, as the second coming of Christ is not the gospel, but the hope of the gospel. Titus chapter 2 and verse 13, it is so eloquent. We are waiting for the blessed hope of the gospel because the gospel, it is the path of Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus Christ, the cross that is the death and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And of course, we have the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, that is the hope of the gospel, especially the second coming of Christ. But prophecy, it builds us up even to meet our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. We asked ourselves a question yesterday of what importance to learn prophecy. We said and we made it clear that we have three main things. Number one, prophecy will help us understand where we have come from, where we are, and where we are going. And events are showing us even if you are a blind man, you can smell that things are not right. That things, there is a stupidious crisis that is approaching our blinded heart. There is a stupidious crisis that is about to break in this world. And that is why prophecy will help us to understand that we are approaching home, 
soon and the very soon, he who promised to come will not lay, but will surely do what? He will surely come. Now, brothers and sisters, that is the first insight that we saw, what prophecy does. It helps us to understand where we have come from, where we are, and where we are going. That is point number one. Point number two, through prophecy, it will help us understand why so much suffering, why so much wars, why so much disease, and why so much rumors of war and such like. Why so much suffering in a world that God created, that he said everything is indeed good. What went wrong? That is why prophecy will help us understand in the book of Matthew, chapter number 13, in the verse 28, that God planted a good seed, but the enemy, the devil, came and he planted tears. That is why prophecy will help us understand that this planet heart is heading towards a destruction. The book of Isaiah 24, in the first 3, in the 4, in the first 19, in the first 20. I want us to have somebody to read for us, especially the first 19, in the first 20 of Isaiah chapter 24. Somebody very fast. We have someone from, uh, to read for us. Well, you can go and read that this planet heart is standing, is heading towards the destruction. And that is why it is, it is, it is wavering as a drunkard because of the sinful nature that man inherited. Even he has transferred that one to the other creatures. Listen, brothers and sisters, even the other creatures, the beasts of the field, they are groaning, they are waiting that when will this mess come to an end, according to the book of Romans. But listen, brothers and sisters, that is the second reason. But the third reason that prophecy will help us understand it is why so many denominations, why so many churches, why so many religious bodies, yet the book of Ephesians chapter 4, in the first 4 to 5, it is so clear that we have one God, one Lord, one baptism, and of course, one faith. Then whence cometh these all religious bodies, that we have people having small churches, even a husband starting a church with who? With the wife. So all these denominations, where did they come from? Brothers and sisters, the enemy did it. And that is why the Bible is so eloquent in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, that is verse 14, uh, 14 in the first uh, 33. 1 Corinthians 14 in the first uh, 33, that God is not the author of confusion, but the devil himself has brought all this confusion, even the wine of Babylon, which is altogether confusion. That is why we need a sure word of prophecy. That is why we need to appreciate prophecy to help us understand. Can we have a religious body that is God-given? Yes, it is possible. We can have it and we'll see it. And also the question, can we have the one baptism that the Bible advocates for? It is true. We can have one baptism that which the Lord himself has given unto us to follow. That is where prophecy has come to help us understand where can we get the true church? Because when we speak about the true church, remember, there is a false church. And of course, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 and chapter 17, that in the Bible, we have only two churches. All these others are just the daughters 
of the greater woman, that is the filed woman, who is altogether a false charge. But nevertheless, what is our concern? Through prophecy, we'll discover why so many denominations, people are worshipping things which ought not to be worshipped simply because of ignorance and lack of truth. Brothers and sisters, we made it clear that prophecy, it uplifts Jesus Christ. It refers unto us Jesus Christ and it exposes the enemy. It exposes the devil, that is Satan himself, who is come with great wrath because he knows that he has but little time left. We made it from the book of uh, Revelation chapter 1 in verse 1 through verse 3. That it is the revelation, not of the papacy, not of France, no. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God the Father himself gave unto his son, the revelation that belongs unto Christ himself. And Christ gave through the hand of the angel, and the angel, they went, they gave unto the hand of the prophet. And as the prophets were writing, Peter comes for our rescue. As the prophets were writing down this prophetic word unto us, they were under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that is according to 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21. That as these men, holy men, were writing, then they were under the inspiration of God the Spirit. That is to suggest unto us that the whole heaven, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, and even angels, our creatures, our, our, our creatures that is, they are concerned about us having this prophetic word. And that is why the prophets, when they were writing unto us, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3, that blessed are they who read the words of prophecy. Praise God. Blessed are they who hear the words of prophecy because you are too old, eyes have gone, you may not even read the book. But if you listen to the prophetic message, blessed are you. And brothers and sisters, not only is not enough to read and hear, but blessed is the man who does those things which are written therein. That is to say, if the prophetic word, Revelation 18 verse 4, when the Bible says in prophecy, they come out of her, come out of the false systems of the churches, then it will be prudent. It will be wise for you to heed the message of the prophetic word and do likewise. Because Christ at the end of it all will be calling people from this false religious system that they may come. That at the end of it all, John 10 verse 16. John 10 verse 16 may be fulfilled. That another sheep I have which are not part of this fold and I have to call them and my voice they will shall hear. Praise God. At the end of it all, they will hear the voice of the true shepherd, that is Christ himself, and they will come so that at the end of it all, when Christ shall come, we shall have one shepherd and under one fold of the sheep. And that is our prayer. But brothers and sisters, we made it clear yesterday that as we seek to understand what prophecy is, let us not forget that God uses symbols. That is okay. He uses symbols that he may pass the information. But we saw every symbol that God uses in the prophetic word. It is not something hidden, no. It is something revealed for us 
to understand. That is why in Genesis 18 verse 17, God asks a question, can I hide my servant Abraham, my sacred? No, 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 no. Amos says it can't happen. Amos 3 verse 7, surely the Lord will not do anything unless he reveals his sacred unto his what? Prophets, even God's servant. So the Lord himself cannot hide anything from his servant, especially that which is meant for their salvation. That is why I'm calling you today even to understand deeper about this prophetic message. But the greatest point that I will not wish you forget of yesterday, it is this point. And please, this point I'm repeating, and I'll be repeating every day that you may understand. When we speak about prophecy, that prophecy does not scare, it prepares. Number two, when we speak about prophecy, we say that prophecy does not guess, it knows. The main point that I want you to understand, you may forget everything that I'll be speaking through this week, but don't forget this one, that in a prophecy, it is calling us, God Christ himself is calling us to the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation, that we may understand there is a war. There is war. And this war that we are speaking about, number one, it is about who to worship. Who to worship. The war that we are speaking about, number one, it is about what? Worship. It is about to worship that umbrella. It is about worship. And Christ made it clear in the book of uh, Mark chapter 7, in the first 7 to 9, Mark 7, 7 to 9, that in vain they worship me. Why? Because Christ himself with the Samaritan woman at the well, he said that God is looking for people who worship him in truth and in spirit. They worship God in truth. And what is the truth? The prophetic word, it is the light that shineth in darkness. Christ himself, John 8 verse 12, he said that I am the light of what? Hello? I am the light of what? Of the world. That is to say, Christ himself is the truth. And they shall know Jesus Christ as the truth. And this truth will help them to come out of this false system of worship. Now, under worship as the first war that we are fighting in prophecy, both the book of Daniel and Revelation, you realize Christ is saying, they worship me in vain. That is according to Mark 7, verse 7 to 9. But under worship, in that umbrella, under worship, we are speaking about the law of God and the law of man. Before even we come to the law, under worship, the three angels' message in Revelation, they are crying, lamenting, saying unto the human beings who were created in the image of God, and redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. That you need to worship God simply because, number one, Revelation 4, verse 11, because God created you. If you were created by God, then you can offer him a living sacrifice, a worship that is by the spirit and the truth, number one. Number two, we worship God because he redeemed us. Revelation chapter 5, in the first nine, those two reasons are worthy for us to offer God a worship that is worthy and a worship that is in truth and in spirit. Brothers and sisters, the three angels, they are saying that 
worship God, worship the creator. But when they are saying worship the creator, the third angel comes with a message that if any man worships the beast, if any man worships another than the creator, then the same man shall receive the wrath of God. The wrath of God, it is the seven last plagues that will fall on those people who have the mark of the beast. That is according to Revelation 16, verse 1 through verse 4. So you need to understand that under worship, we are speaking either you worship God who created you and redeemed you, or you worship another creature. You worship a creature, and that is the end of you because you are heading to eternal fire. Now, under worship, we have the law of God or the law of man. Christ continues to say in Mark that they keep these people who worship me in vain, they keep, they observe the traditions of men, teachings which were schemed by schemers, people who had itching ears because they are false prophets. Now they brought up some teachings and the people have uh, error than even uh, truth. That is why Christ is saying that they are keeping the commandments of God and they are profaning my commandments. That is why we saw yesterday the psalmist is calling upon God that not keep quiet when even your law is even transgressed. And God said that I will not keep quiet according to Psalm 50 and the verse 3 that our Lord Jesus Christ shall not keep quiet and see people transgressing his character because the law of God is a perfect transcript of his character and it is sacred even than the holy angels in heaven. But the people who is unto humanity because of the fallen nature that we had from our first parent, we tend to do evil than that which is good. But the Bible says that the law is good, it is perfect, it is good, according to Romans chapter 7 there. So brothers and sisters, we have to choose either the law of men or the law of God. It calls us to choose. Lastly, under the law of God, we have another war about the Sabbath of the Lord. The Sabbath of the Lord or the spurious false Sabbath that was created, invented by man. It calls us to choose. You know, you understand so that you can see that the prophecy does not guess it knows. You understand the path of Jesus Christ, how it happened. The wise men came from the east with sincerity of offering a worship unto the Son. And they came in Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, and asked, Where is the king of the Jews who has been born? Why? We have come. We saw a star. We saw a star. In prophecy, we use symbols. We saw a star, and that star was prophesied by Moses in the book of Numbers 24, in the first uh, 17. Numbers 24, in the first 17, that there shall come a star out of Jacob, and that star, in prophecy we use symbols, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 20, that star that guided the wise men from the east to where the child was born, it was an angel 
Listen, brothers and sisters. They came unto Bethlehem. They came unto Jerusalem. See, Bethlehem or Jerusalem? Bethlehem. And they asked a question. Where is the king? We have come from the east to do what? To worship him. There is an element of worship. But now see. The king, Herod, after hearing that there is a king who has been born and these people have come to worship, he felt angry. He was annoyed. That is the war that started. Now, he also sent these people that go and find the location of the child so that you can come back and bring me the report. And I'll come and do what? And worship him. The question I want to ask you because you are thinking, between the wise men and Herod, who was sincere in worship? Because we have two kinds of worship from the Bible in the book of Matthew. Herod wants to worship the child. The wise men, they want to worship the child. Now, before you answer the question, we have four elements of worship. Four elements of worship. Number one, scripture reading. Number two, singing. Number three, prayer. Number four, Faith and offering. That is how we worship our God. Through prayer, reading the scriptures, singing, and faith and offering. Four elements of worship. Now, Prophet listen. When the Bible says the wise men came and they wanted to worship, quickly you can understand that they satisfied the element of scripture reading. Why? Because they were searching the scriptures, the old oracles of Moses, and they realized there shall come a star. As they were sitting and they were investigating the stars, they realized these stars, this star is not common. So they were starting the Bible. They were reading and they found a place a star will come out of Jacob. Praise God. Number two, the Bible says that these wise men, they brought gifts unto the child who was born. And that is Christ, faith and offering. And when you read, the spirit of prophecy, it is so eloquent by saying that Christ, uh, Joseph, and Mary, when they went to Egypt, that means of transport, it came from the gifts which these wise men had given. That is the money they used to, uh, to be taken from, uh, from where they were, uh, the child was born to Egypt. That is. So you need to understand there is a concept of giving, tithes, and offering as they offered. Number two, in the book of Luke, chapter 2, in the first 13, you see that immediately Christ was born. There came angels in heaven singing, saying to the shepherds, haven't you known that there is a king that has been born? So there is an element of worship, that is an element of a singing that happened uh, at the birth of Jesus Christ as the wise men were coming to worship Christ in truth and in spirit. And lastly, the Bible says in the book of Matthew that when the wise men came, they knelt down. As they knelt down, it was a sign of them humbling their souls before God to worship God in prayer. By kneeling down, that is a sign of them worshiping God. But come to the other side of worship, the false worship. Herod said, go and get the information. I'll come and worship the child. But you realize the angel in Matthew 2, verse 13, the angel came unto Joseph in a dream and said that, Harry, go to Egypt because Herod is not looking for the child for him to worship. No, 
but he's looking for the child to do what? To kill him. So there is false worship and true what? True worship. Listen, brothers and sisters. Under worship, we have what? The law of God or the commandment of what? Of men. God instructed the wise men, do not follow, do not use the way Herod had told you. In short, what I'm trying to say, there is the command of Herod from human being that come back this way and tell me. But God also gave them a law that please don't use that route. Use another. Go your way. Because that man is not looking for Herod, uh, for the child, for him to worship. No. Now, the wise men, they chose between the law of God, even between what? The law of men. But at the end of it all, we see that they obeyed the law of God. Brothers and sisters, don't forget the concept of worship, the law of God, and the law uh, under and, 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 uh, the Sabbath. The Sabbath concept, because when you even go deep, you realize that even the child kept, according to Luke chapter 4, in the verse 16, he kept the Sabbath. Jesus himself always was as a tradition. He kept the Sabbath, Ephel, a Sabbath that is on Saturday. So I want to welcome you, even because of time, I want to welcome you uh, to understand symbols in prophecy. We'll be repeating them, so I'll not uh, delay there so much. I want us to pray. Our Father, our God in heaven, thank you because of this time. Even as your sons and daughters are sitting here to listen from your message, we pray the Lord you may give us understanding, the clear mind, thy Holy Spirit to guide us, and we understand this for their glory. This we ask in Jesus' name. In the prophecy, we use some symbols. In the context of prophecy, I mean, dragon represents Satan. That is according to Revelation 12 and the first 9. Dragon, when you see dragon, we, we are meaning uh, the devil. The beast, whoever worships the beast, the beast is not a person, but it's a kingdom a government, a political power, a, a, a political system, mufumo wa serikali. That is what we mean by saying a beast. The lamb is Jesus Christ uh, as used in John 1 verse 29. That is in prophetic word. The lamb refers unto Jesus who was slain for your sin, who was slain because you had gone amiss, you and I. But Christ was slain because of our sins, and that is the love that he felt at Calvary. When we speak about a lion with wings, a lion with wings, it means a lion is a beast. If a beast is a kingdom, and the wings means a speed, it means that kingdom, it came quickly to overtake another kingdom. It came powerfully and quickly and speedily for it to take power, and it was established. So wings, it means a speed. You can read the book of uh, Habakkuk 1 and 5, a 6 a to 9. Secondly, we have metals, which will be our discussion today. Metals also, they mean a king or a kingdom. According to a Daniel chapter 2 and 5 a 38. That is to say, when Daniel told the king, thou art the head of that gold. Head of that gold. So a metal has been likened as to be a king or a kingdom. Waters. Water 
waters, it means inhabited area or populated area. In Daniel 7, we will see that there came four beasts out of water, out of the sea. Bahari, Bahari ni watu wengi. Revelation 17 and verse 15. Stars are angels. Stars are angels or messengers. You can read Revelation 1 and verse 20. Winds. In Daniel chapter 7, we read that I saw four winds of heaven upon the sea, and there came four beasts. I saw four winds of heaven. Winds are strife, conflict. That will help you understand there was conflict on where people were, that is in the whole world, and there came kingdoms starting from the lion down the lane. Wine is doctrines, the wine of Babylon, false doctrine and true doctrine. Luke 5 and verse 37. The hand, whoever receives the mark of the beast, either at the forehead or at the hand. It means works or actions, deeds. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10. Forehead is the mind. It's not a physical, feasible sign, but it is the mind. Romans 7, verse 25, even you can read Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 to 8. Eyes, the little horn. Uyo pembe mdogo alikuwa na macho kama macho ya mwanadamu. Alikuwa na ufahamu, alikuwa na hekima, si hekima ya kimbingu, bali hekima ya kibina Adam. Kwa hivyo, mambo ya kayote is not even origin, but hathri origin. That is why in Revelation 11, we see a beast coming out of the bottomless pit. It's coming from the world. Eyes are spiritual discernment. According to Matthew 13, verse 10, even according to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18. Heads or horns. Ten horns, we mean major powers, rulers, kingdoms, governments, according to Revelation 17, verse 3. I'm rushing because of time. But I told you, I have some pamphlets for prophecy. That is the book of Daniel and Revelation. You'll get these things for you to understand even much better. The little horn persecuted the church of God for a time, a times, and a time. A time in prophecy, it is 360 days. We don't have this mess that we see. That we have a rip year, 29 days a month, 28 days a month, 31 days a month. That one was uh, copied by this, it was changed by this little horn. But remember, biblically, the current of the Bible, it is 30 days for each month. Now, when we speak about a time, we mean one year that has 360 days. You can read the book of Daniel, chapter 11, in the first 13. When we mean times, we mean two years, that is 360 times two. And that's why you'll get in the book of Revelation. Uh, the number of 42 months. 42 months is the same as 42. You multiply 30 and it will bring you to 1260 days. 1260 days are the three and a half years that the papacy persecuted God's people. So prophecy does not guess. It knows including it is mathematics. A day in prophecy, it is a little here, Ezekiel 4 and verse 6. A woman is a church. But we have two churches in the Bible. 
somebody was making fun of it and they said that all other churches are kiosks. But we have only two churches. Number one, church. The true church, Revelation 12. Number two, church. The false church, Revelation 17. So a pure church, it is the true church, 2 Corinthians 11 verse 12, uh, verse 2, sorry, 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2, and uh, a harlot or a corrupt church, it all means together an apostate church, a church that has left his husband and has gone to sleep, to be in bed with the enemy. That is the devil himself by accepting his suggestions, a forgotten dream. A forgotten dream is our topic today. Pray free and the Lord will bless us. Let's pray. Our Father, our God in heaven, speak unto your children according to their will. For this we pray and believe in Jesus' name. It is true you may offer it and a dream. It is true. But this one was not as a result of overeating. This one it is a prophetic message that God wanted to pass. Because sometimes we can eat and dream. Big dreams falling in a huge valley or in a rocky places. Or a demon or a dragon chasing you. Or a snake, a big one chasing you. And you scream, you do everything. That is okay because of your, of your failures. But listen, I'm talking about a forgotten dream and it's God himself who made it sure that this dream can be forgotten so that he may become universal that is not a God of only the Israel but it's a God even of the heathen so that the heathen can appreciate that this God who we are preaching is a God who is concerned about their salvation that is why in Ezekiel 33 verse 11, he does not have pleasure in the death of the wicked. But the wicked may repent and be forgiven and be saved eternally. Praise God. Now, brothers and sisters, a forgotten dream. King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 2. I told you Daniel has two sections. Section 1, chapter 1 to chapter 6. Section 2, chapter 7 to chapter 12. In the first section... The devil is using the earthly king to destroy the earthly temple. In the second section, the devil is using the literal horn to destroy not the earthly temple, but the heavenly sanctuary. And in the first section, we see there is coerced worship. There is forced worship. People are forced to worship something. But in the second section, we see the literal horn persecuting God's saints. But brothers and sisters, in Daniel chapter 2, the king Nebuchadnezzar, he dreamt. When he dreamt, he forgot. And what did he do? When he forgot, because train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. When he, had, uh, uh, when he had forgotten that dream, then the Bible says he called for magicians, he called for the witchcraft, he called for the Chaldeans, he called for the so that they can help him solve his problem. But at the end of it all, they all failed. They all failed so that God can be known in that kingdom. Sometimes in our life, there are some things we may pray for. We may try 
But as it happened to Paul, it will happen to you. You may fast, you may pray about it, but God will say, my grace is sufficient. That thorn in the flesh, it will not go. It's meant not to crush you, but it's meant to keep you humble, that you may keep trusting and depending in our God who is in heaven. Praise God. Now the king, when he forgot, he went to call for the magicians and the such like. Likewise, as we sometimes, when we are challenged by some tough circumstances, we never seek the Lord, but we go to seek help from the Waganga, from Rodiondo. And brothers and sisters, they may not help, as they did not help. They came unto the king, and the king was not able even to remember. At last, the king called for Daniel. Praise God. You who are religious, you who are spiritual, for now you may not make sense to people, but a time is coming. They'll come for you. Wait for them, and when they come, please be humble and treat them heavenly. The book of Daniel chapter 2, verse 2 says, Then the king commanded to, the, to call the magician, not God, and the astrologers, you can read. So they came and they stood before the king. Ah. You see here, Nebuchadnezzar, when he had an issue, he went for the witchcraft. Also, in Daniel chapter 5, in the verse 7, when the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar, Mene Mene Tekel, and he was disturbed, he never had an interpretation. He also, because he was trained, he went for what? For the same people, the magician, the witchcraft. And that is why even David, because he did adultery, also his son, Amnon, did the same. When Abraham lied about Sarai, Isaac lied about Rebekah. Three things will follow unless you repent of your sin and seek the God of heaven who is able to change the inherited curses and such like. That's why I've been telling you in marriage that at the moment you keep on changing. Just wait. A time is coming. Listen. Daniel chapter four and verse, uh, chapter 2 verse 4. Then speak the witchcraft, the waganga. Wakaja kwa mfalme wakasema. O mfalme, uishi mirele. Tuambie watumishi wako, iyo ndoto. Nasi, tutakuonyesha maana yake. Hiyo luga, ndio, ata wachawi, waganga, daktai kutoka kitui, wanatumia. Ya kwamba, tuambie, ili tukupatie maana. Teras, munakana nani huko shule, unawambia, wanasema, ah, sasa yule mschana, huyo ndia mekulemea. That is their language. Teras, their servant, so that we can give you the interpretation. But who is unto God? Even the king forgot the dream. Listen, brothers and sisters, Daniel chapter 2, verse 10. For the first time in history, they were Ganga and they were Chawi. They were Kaldayo Wanajimu. They said the truth for the first time in history. Daniel chapter 2, verse 10. They answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show thee the king's mother. That is to say, there is none, no, not even one, who is able to solve your problem. Brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, even including your search for that lady and even husband, there is none who can satisfy 
the exactness of your will, if it's in harmony with God, save God himself. Let us have Christ in our heart. Chapter 11, Daniel chapter 2, verse 11 says, And there is none other that can show it before the king, except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. In short, they are saying, there is no one, there is no human being who can show you your dream, your problem. There is no one who can solve your marital status challenges. There is no one who can solve your marriage problems except the God who is where? In heaven. Praise God. God wanted to make himself universal so that people can know that we serve a living God in heaven. That is why the carnal mind cannot understand the spiritual things. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. But the natural man does not even appreciate the things of the spirit because they are foolishness unto him. It is only evaluated by spiritual people. The Bible warns us, do not turn to medians or necromancers. Do not seek them out. And so make yourself unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. God is crying unto his children that he created and redeemed that msiende kwa wenye pepo ili kutiwa unachisi na wao maana mimi ndimi mungu wenu na pia anasema katika saburi miyamoja ribena stafungu la tatu ya kwamba msi watumainie waku ambao ndani yao hakuna wakovu jeremia kumina sabafungu la tano naya analia kisema basi mungu anasema amelaaniwa mtu yule ambaye amemtegemea mwanadamu ambaye amemfanya mwanadamu kuwa kinga yake na moyoni mwake amemwacha bwana kwa hivyo mungu anasema ya kwamba when we have a challenge the book of psalm 50 verse 15 psalm 50 verse 15 inasema utaniita siku ya mateso nami nitakuokoa nawe utanisifu bwana asifiwe that is the message that we should depend entirely on God for him, even for our salvation to make sense. Brothers and sisters, we need to learn that Deuteronomy 18 verse 10, it cautions us, let us not practice sorcery. Let us not go to these uh, uh, people to interpret some fortunes or omens. In Deuteronomy 18 verse 10, 10 to 11, it says, cast spells, consult the medium, or familiar spirits, or inquire of the dead. Don't do that. But this one, I have to read for you, the book of Isaiah 8, verse 17, 19. Isaiah 18, verse 19. You can see the servants of God, the prophets, who were given the prophetic message from God the Father to Jesus Christ, to the angel, to the prophets, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, now they are lamenting unto us. They are crying. Jeremiah is crying. Isaiah is crying. Moses in Deuteronomy is crying. And all other prophets, they are crying, saying what? And when they shall say unto you, O King Nebuchadnezzar, seek unto them there are familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and that matter, muta, matter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the death. J, wawende wenye pepo, waache mungu wao. Haipasu watu kuenda kwa mungu wao. How can you go to the death? All to people, to 
to receive the information about the death. Praise God. Numbers 23, 23. But they who trust their God, even if they may use Daktari from Kitui, even if they may go to Rodiondo, and by the way, I wonder, it is not far. It's just, listen, I've just spoken about. Even this Waganga, they have confirmed, we cannot solve your problem. How can you go there? But nevertheless, who is unto man? Listen, when you go there for someone, those who trust in the Lord, there is no magic, no weapon formed against you. Finish the verse. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Numbers 23, 23 says, There is no magic curse against Jacob or divination against Israel that will be uh, a successful. Why? It will be said of Israel, it will be said of those who trust in the Lord that what great things God has done. I've endured the book of Psalm 91, the all of it, that not even a poison that you'll be put that can prosper. The Bible is so eloquent in the book of Daniel, calling us to know that God is universal and even to learn that our God is faithful and especially in the book of Jeremiah 17, verse 7, it says that blessed is the man who trusts the Lord. Because in verse 5 says, a cast is the man who puts his trust in man. Listen, brothers and sisters, these people, when they came, they failed. When they failed, it was God's intention that they may fail for them to realize that all human plans without God, they will terribly do what? Fail. But we have a God in heaven. God makes himself are universal by allowing Daniel to come and explain the dream thereon. Listen, Isaiah 45 and verse 6, so that all the world may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is no one but me, I am the Lord, and there is no other. That is the message I want you to learn. Listen, Daniel 2 and verse 27 says, Daniel answered the king and said, no wise man, enchanters, magicians, or astrologers can show to the king the mystery that the king has asked. Then who will help us? Daniel responds, and the psalmist is not left behind. 25 verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with those. Remember, I said so, I say again. Genesis eighteen seventeen. Can I hide my secret from my servant Abraham? Amos said, it can't happen. Surely the Lord will not. The psalmist is saying, the secret of the Lord is with those in whose hearts is the fear of God. Praise God. Isaiah 46 verse 10 says, declaring the end from the beginning, speaking of what God can do. Daniel re reminded the king, but there is a God in heaven. Even if there is no one who can solve your problem, your healthy problem, your financial problem, your marital problem, your marriage problem. But there is a God in heaven. 
Praise God. There is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. Marriage is one of the mysteries. And he has made known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what will be in the latter days. Your dream, ah, your dream and the visions of your head as you lay in bed are these. What are they? There is the dream that the king had dreamt while he was sleeping. He saw a big statue in the form of a human being. And the head of that big image was the head of gold, Asante Sana. Irikuwa kichwa cha dhahabu, kifua, kifua cha feather, silver, Asante Sana, kiuno cha shaba, that is bronze, kiuno cha shaba, bronze, Asante Sana, migu, irikuwa migu ya chuma, Asante Sana, na vidore, nusu dongo, nusu chuma, Asante Sana, kisha badae, mfalme akaona jiwe kutoka mlimani bila kazi ya mikono ya mwanadamu likagonga sanamu miguu nayo ikaifanya makabi ikaifanya makabi upepo ukaja ukafipeperusha nayo hiyo jiwe basi ikakuwa mlima mkubwa na ikajaza dunia yote ikaijaza inchi yote bwana asifiwe that is the dream that is the dream that is the dream the king had dreamt and i don't want to repeat it because of time because we'll be repeating in the subsequent. But you have seen the dream. The head is the head of gold. Under the, the, the chest is of silver. We have the thighs of bronze. That is the head of gold. Uh -huh. That is the dream the king dreamt. We have the chest of, of silver, feather. We have uh, the thighs of bronze. We have uh, the legs, that is of uh, iron, chuma. We have the toes, ten of them. Nusu dongo, nusu chuma. Basi kana jiwe, kubwa. Ikaonga ile sanamu, sio kwa kichwa. Bali, kwa migu. Upepo ukaju kumerusha. Alafu mwishowe. Lile jiwe. Lile jiwe, ikawa mulima mkubwa. Ikaijaza. Dunia yote, asante sana. Sasa, katika unabii, tunatumia mifano. Yesu Kristo, anatuita katika unabii, tuelewe, kuna mifano katika unabii. Nayo hiyo mifano, nabii Habakuk. Anasema, mtumishi, unapoeleza watu, make it plain. Habakuk, mbili, fungula kalapili. Make it plain. Ya kwamba, kawambia, unapoona, kichwa, chadhahabu. Iyo ni babeli, nika kupatia fungu. Danieli mbili, tatina nani. Unapoona simba, Danieli saba, uone babeli. Iyo nika kupatia, Yeremia msina moja. Kine kuna wengine bado. Hakizi chaelewa. Eburu udia mtumishi. Haa. Hacha nirudie. Ndisi, wakisi, gideri, wakikuyu, so kiat wakale bwana asifiwe samaki idinal aha mira <laughs> bwana asifiwe mifano katika unabii na mwishowe the energetic people aha unakuja double tukasema hao ni wakina nani asante hivyo ndivyo unabii uko rahisi hivyo tu
That is how prophecy is so simple. It's now plain. Yes. Why? Because the book of Daniel, chapter 2, in the first that 7, Daniel starts to give the interpretation of the dream. Number one, he says, Thou, O king, art a king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. Romans 13, verse, seven, verse 1 says, It is in wisdom we become subject unto the kings, unto the government. It is good to obey the government. But listen, and this one is a warning, so that you can understand to what extent you worship. You said not to worship, to what extent you obey the government. Why should I say, when Peter comes for our rescue, Acts chapter 5, in the verse 29, when the government comes to your conscience, when it comes to your mind to dictate on what to worship, especially about to worship, then the Bible says, Imetupasa, Acts 5.29, Imetupasa, Kuti Mongo, Kuliko Nani, Mwanadam. Danieli, Akiwa Babeli, Alikuwa Natumwa, Namfalme, Anaenda, Alikuwa Naitwa, Namfalme, Anaenda, Vijana Watatu, Hanania, Mishaeli, Nazaria, when they were called by the king, they obeyed. But when it came to the issue of worship, who to worship, the three Hebrew men, Daniel 3, verse 18, uh, from 16, they said, O king, let it be known unto you. We are not careful to answer you. Why? Because we know of a greater, the Lord of lords and the king of kings, who worship is due. Praise God. That if it's about to worship, then it's not the other king, but it's about a Jesus Christ, even who is in heaven. Listen, the Daniel is explaining unto the king very fast. Now here, I'll be moving a little bit fast because uh, I've explained almost everything. He says, O king, thou art this head of gold. That head of gold, we are referring to the kingdom of Babylon. That is to say, Kichotadahabu, Nibabeli, 605. That one is not very important. But for those who love history, you can write that it reigned from a 605 to 539 Kabla Christo Azalewe. Asante sana. Kama ujalewa, sio mimi shida. Shida ni mambo na afya yako. Bwana asefewe. Eh. Maana tumeleza hiyo. It is clear. Skiza, Daniel 2 verse 39. The Bible says, and after thee. That is to say, after Babylon, we are expecting the second kingdom. After thee shall arise another kingdom in inferior to thee. That is to say, after Babylon, what is this kingdom that is coming after Babylon? Listen, Jeremiah 51 in the first one says, Thus says the Lord, prophecy does not guess, it knows. Behold, I raise up against Babylon and against them that dwell in the midst of them that dries up against me a destroying wind. Wind is a conflict as we saw. Wind is a vita. The Lord had said, that is Jeremiah 2, 51, verse 2 and 11. The Lord had raised up the spirits of the kings of the maids for his device is against who? Babylon. Why? 
to destroy it because it is the Lord, vengeance of the Lord. Why? The vengeance of his temple. Why the temple? They should do with worship because the Babylonian have used the holy temple they took from Israel temples to come and they use it for defilement the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar. Akatumia vyombo vitakatifu kuchafua ama kuvichafua kwa kutumia katika sherea yake. Na ukweli likuwa sherea kubwa. Alo. So, the king is, God is uh, doing revenge because they have used the holy vessels of the temple and God is revenging. When you put this microphone you dedicate them. This pulpit you see here. These speakers. And you take them to your house to do a bus. Munakata tenze. Mene mene will be written. It was written. Mene mene. Listen. Daniel 5 verse 28. Peres. Mene mene tekele na peres. Peres meaning what? Thy kingdom is divided and it's given. To the maids and the passions. Even if you are blind, you can hear that it is speaking about your kingdom. Babylon is divided and given unto who? The maids and the passions. That is to say, we are expecting after the gold, the silver, it is for the maids and the what? And the passions. And please, one hand was on another. In that chest, Isaiah, that one you'll go and read. Listen, that one, Babylon is gone. Then comes the second kingdom. That is the maids and the passions, which was a coalition government kind of. Listen, Daniel 2, 39. And another, the third kingdom. That is to say, maids and the passions will not stay for long. There'll come another what? Kingdom. Another, the third kingdom of price, bronze. We shall bear rule over all the earth. And what is this kingdom? Is our question. Prophecy does not guess, it knows. Listen, Daniel 8, verse 4. Daniel 8, verse 4 says, I saw the ram pushing westward. Let me skip to verse 5. You can continue reading. Verse 5 says, And as I was considering, behold, a he goat came. Two symbols, a ram and what? A he goat. A ram is a beast, a Egot is a beast. Kingdoms. And in here we see the ram. Don't be distracted by that one. Listen here. A egot is a kingdom. A ram is a kingdom. But the egot came and it devoured, it consumed, it destroyed the ram. Verse 6, I want you to uh, listen here. And they came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing. Prophecy does not get two horns. You saw the maids and the passion in Daniel chapter 2. Here is Daniel chapter 8. Daniel chapter 2, two what? Kingdoms, maids and the passions. And the one hand is on another. Here we have a, a ram with two horns, which I had seen standing before the river. And ran unto him in the fury of his power. And I saw him come close unto the ram. And he was moved with indignation against him. 
and smote the ram and brake his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand before him. But he cast him down to the ground and stamped upon him. And there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. I wish I was there, I could have helped. Nevertheless, listen. The book of Daniel chapter 8 verse 20 says what? To explain. The ram which you saw, prophecy made easy. Habakkuk, Tumish, Nam, Unapo, Sungumzamambo, Haya, Yaweke Bayana, Yaweke Wazi. Make it plain for them to understand. The Bible says, The ram which thou sowest, having two horns, these two horns are the kings of the Median and what? The Persians. Verse 21, what about the he got? And the rough God that you saw is the king of Grecia. That is the king of Greece. That is to say, after Babylon, we have Medopatia. After Medopatia, we have Greece kingdom. And the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king of what? Of the Greece. So that you can go to history and discover the first king, uh, king of the Greece uh, kingdom it is the Alexander the Great. These things, we have searched them. Haya maneno tumeyachunguza. Ndivyo yalivyo ni kweli si ndoto. Uyasikie ili upate mema. Bwana asefewe. Ayubu anasema, tazama maneno haya tumeyapeleleza. Tumeyachunguza. Ndivyo yalivyo uyasikie nawe uweze kujua yaliyo mema. Asante sana. Danieli na ambiri fungula kararubaini. Danieli mbiri arubaini inasema, and the fourth kingdom, the sequence, and the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. For as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdued all things, and as iron that breaketh all this, shall it break in pieces and the priests. So when you are speaking about the fourth kingdom, you are led to understand a kingdom that had the rule of iron. Yeah, we are speaking about the fourth kingdom. When you go to the book of Daniel, chapter 11, it speaks so eloquent about there will come a racer in the fourth kingdom, a racer of taxes. A racer of taxes, you go back to the book of, uh, of, of uh, Luke, chapter 2, and the first one. Luke, chapter 2, and the first one. So that you can realize Augustus Caesar, he had proclaimed that we go to do what? To have the census and also the paying of what? Taxes. This raiser of taxes in the fourth kingdom is the Roman emperors. And the Roman emperors, it is meant to suggest unto us the fourth kingdom. It is the pagan Rome, which even, the Bible says this fourth kingdom is the one that killed our Savior, Jesus Christ. Christ was killed. He was put at Calvary by the Roman soldiers. Christ was put into sentence. That is, was judged by the Roman emperors. In fact, even the tomb of Christ, it was placed under the seal of the Roman. Even at the tomb, the soldiers who were there, they were soldiers of the Roman soldiers. Brothers and sisters, the fourth kingdom we are speaking about, it is the kingdom of Rome. That is the pagan Rome. Listen. As you saw, those toes which had uh, the, uh, the, uh, that is, uh, the, the feet and the toes, 
that is, they were separated. A halfway, that is uh, uh, clay and also iron. Clay and iron, it is nusu dongo, nusu chuma. It means these ten kingdoms, that is after pagan Rome, these ten kingdoms, they will try to mix. They will try to come together. But as iron and clay cannot mix, they will try to do so, but it will be in vain. That's why we have people like Napoleon, Hitler, they tried to bring about the unity of the whole world, but they failed therapy. These ten toes will start from there tomorrow. These ten toes are the ten divisions of, uh, of, uh, of Europe. And we have, of course, the Germany, the Switzerland, the France, the Italian, the European, that is, uh, we have uh, the, uh, the Spain, Hostrogod, Vandos, Rura. Okay, you don't need to know these things for you to appreciate prophecy. Because even you may not even uh, write the red spelling of Switzerland. Yeah, I know you cannot. You have to struggle. But the point I want to pass is, this one is good for you to know for history. But understand the prophecy, it is about who? Jesus Christ. And in the prophecy, Christ is calling us to understand there is a war. And what is the war? The war is about who to worship. The law of God and the Sabbath of the Lord. That is the war that we are fighting in the prophecy. These things are meant to help us understand how this war is planned. Because even in the book of Psalm 2 verse 1, the Bible says, The kings of the earth, wanachipanga, ili, wawese kumuwa, masi, wamungu wambinguni. Lakini aketia mbinguni, anawacheka. Kwa sababu gani? Hawajui ni nani wanampangia. Wanampangia aliye mfalme wa wafalme. Nae atakuja, atawafunja vipande vipande, na pia uh, upepo utakuja, uweze kufepipirusha, hayo makabi. Sikisa mpendwa, ufalme wa Yesu Kristo, ataka, atakapo kuja, alie ufalme wa mani, ni ufalme wa jiwe, ambao, hakuna ufalme mwingine, ambao utaachiwa. Sikisa mpendwa, tufanya just a small recap, as even we wind up. Danieli, aka mfalme nebukadneza, akaota ndoto, Kichwa cha dhahabu ni babeli, kifua cha fedha, wameti na wachemi, tumbo na viuno vya shaba, uyunani, Chris, migu ya chuma, rumi ya kishenzi, pagan rom, vidole vya udongo na chuma, ulaya, that is the divided Europe. But to me, the greatest verse in the prophecy is the book of Daniel, chapter 2, in the verse 44. That is the greatest verse according to me in the prophecy, the entire prophecy. The Bible says, in the days of those kings, our time, the God of heaven will raise up a kingdom that will not be destroyed forever. If you understand English, 2 p uh, 8 p.m., then you should be saying amen. But because, hello, I thought this is my best verse, and I was trying to, to, to advertise it for you. 
and we are not saying amen. It's because we have loved the world to an extent we don't believe there is a kingdom that will come. There will be food shortage, fuel shortage. But brothers and sisters, I want to request you that you understand that in the days of these ten divisions, there will be no more other kingdom that will come except the kingdom of stone, the kingdom of Jesus. Listen. Na katika siku sawafalme hao, the ten of them, mungu wa mbinguni atausimamisha, atauzimika ufalme ambao hautaangamizwa milele kwa sababu gani? Babeli ilikuja ikaangamizwa. Wamedi wakaja wakaangamizwa. Uyunani vile vile. Rumi ya kishenzi, it was not conquered, but immorality conquered it. It was not conquered by any kingdom. It is because of immorality, it was divided. And now, it says, but this stone kingdom, there is no, no, not even one kingdom that shall come and destroy it, number one. That is the second point. The first point, it is a kingdom established by God himself, not human being. Praise God. Number two, it is a kingdom that will not be destroyed by any other. Number three, this kingdom, wala watu wengine, awata enzi yake, bali utafunja falme zote. That is, it means it is a kingdom that will not be given to another, but it will be given, Daniel 7, verse 26, it will be given to the saints. Praise God. And number four, this kingdom, it will break all other kingdoms, that which matter in the face of the world, that which seems to make sense, the raya dunia and everything, the great mansions, when our Savior Jesus Christ shall come, when consummation shall take place, these kingdoms, they'll be destroyed. That is why the Bible is, is calling us that we may subscribe, we may start putting our shares in this kingdom by living a right. Praise God. And now the last number five point I want you to understand in this great fast for me. It is that this kingdom will not just stay for a while. It will not just stay for some thousand million years, no. But this kingdom, it will stand not just for months, years, no. But it will stand forever and ever. It is a kingdom of hope. It is a kingdom that even Daniel himself tells the king that this dream, it is true. Unabi aubatishi, unajua, does not guess, it knows. And its interpretation, it is sure. If we believe this, then it means there is coming a kingdom. And this kingdom, brothers and sisters, I want you to appreciate that God is calling us as even I'm asking you to stand. What is this stone kingdom? In the book of 1 Corinthians 10, verse 4, it says that stone kingdom is who? Jesus Christ. Paul is not left behind. Ephesians 2, verse 20, it says, you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Apostles and the prophets, it means the New Testament and the Old Testament. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. But brothers and sisters, when this chief cornerstone came, Matthew 21, verse 2, Jesus said unto them, Did ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected, 
the same. He's become the head of the corner. They rejected the Lord because they never knew what they were doing. Listen, brothers and sisters, this stone kingdom, it will come. And it's unfortunate that many will not get access. Why? Because he was in the world. John 1.10. Christ was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. Do you know Jesus Christ? That is the question. Do you know Jesus Christ? Many, they know about Jesus Christ, but they don't know him. It is possible you may know about Jesus Christ, but you don't know him. John 1 verse 11, he came. Instead of us going to him because we sinned, but Jesus Christ, he came. When he came unto his people, telling them, my son, I created you in my image and my likeness. My son, I redeemed you by my precious blood. Give me an acceptable living sacrifice. Present your body as a living sacrifice. But these sons and daughters of Pharaoh and Jezebel, they repuffed, they scorned. Adi Krista kaulisa mbona mwanipiga kwa kofi. They received him not. And our Savior died. But who is unto God? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have in everlasting life. Do you need it anyway? Ezekiel 33, verse 11. Say unto them, and I'm saying, As I live, say the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, O, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will you die, O children of Echerton University? Why should you die? The same Jesus Christ I'm presenting to you today is the same Jesus Christ who forgave sins. When people were condemning others, Jesus Christ had a redemptive eye. And he said, I know I can change this daughter to be a candidate of heaven. Praise God. That heaven will be full of forgiven sinners. Yes. Jesus Christ himself is able to unchain you from the chains of masturbation, the chains of immorality, the chains of you can name them because you have the list with you. He's the one who is able even to change your life from the life that which doesn't make sense to a life that will make sense. Brothers and sisters, this world is not our home. Our home is in heaven. That is why the Bible says immediately after the troubles of the world of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. For what reason? Why? Because and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall all tribes, including your tribe of the heart, mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. They who pierced him, they shall see him and say, we never knew, but it will be too late. It will be too late for them. Listen, and Christ shall do something. From the east, our Savior shall come in form of a beast. Just we shall see a small feast from the east. And from the east, as it draws nigh, as it comes nearer, we will realize it's no longer 
a cloud because it will be just like a small cloud coming from the east. But at the end of it all, we shall realize it's no longer a cloud, but it is millions, billions of angels on this side, billions of angels, and the other side, billions of angels. They have come to take us home where we belong. Praise God. They shall say, Christ himself shall send the angels. In Matthew 24, verse 1, he shall send his angels, go to that grave, raise up that daughter, take him back to his parents, and there will be a, a, a reunion of our families, our fathers who died long time ago, our brothers and sisters who died, our great-grandfathers, they shall resurrect. When they shall resurrect, those who believe the gospel, those who believe Jesus Christ, they shall be resurrected to immortality. But these, those who did not believe the gospel, those who rejected, then they shall receive their due reward. Brothers and sisters, prophecy is calling us to understand that soon and very soon our Savior, Jesus Christ, shall come. When he will come, where will you be? Because all kingdoms, they shall go. But this kingdom of stone, it will stand forever and ever. Allow me tell you, rise up, come up front, as even we seek to listen to this song. Let me have people coming, those who need. There are some days when Christ shall come, they shall be in this kingdom, that they may join in this kingdom of hope. It is a message of hope that Christ is calling us. Ni 
kiongozi safarini hata nifike kwenye mji wa amani Yesu ni njia na ukweli ndani yake kuna uzima aliyepata amepona amepata mkozi mkozi wa dunia hakuna wokovu kwa yeyote moja jina la Yesu wanaomwamini wanaozima wokovu wa wanadamu ni kwa Yesu tu I don't know uh, if among us us amid us there are those people who will wish to over their life even by baptism because you are convicted not through the words you have used but by the holy spirit if you are there you can raise up your hand even when we be complete if jesus christ will become a new creature it is not we wandered away from the presence of god but in christ we have power We pray our kind and everlasting Father in heaven we want to thank you in a very special way for this evening thank you for your word once again thank you for using your servant in a mighty way to proclaim the divine intents to your children dear lord your sons and daughters have made a step forward to signify something in their heart I want to pray for them all that may you accept us it is my prayer lord that these prophecies may prepare our hearts to meet you when you come the second time your sons and daughters have given their lives to you for baptism as they contemplate to start a new journey in their christian walk with you i pray that you may hold their hands dear lord we ask that as you we retire to our resting places this evening preserve us until we meet again tomorrow in jesus name we pray amen